Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Super Deluxe Gamescast. It is Thursday. What's today's date? I don't know. Whatever. It's November 9th. It is a Thursday, if you can believe it. We are six it's days away from my birthday. All of you better send me fucking liquor. Oh, dude, are you turning 18? I'm to fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> 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 um, more importantly, we're one week away from Super Mario RPG Remake. So I think CJ is yeah. more important, but... I see your true colors, John. I see your true colors there, John. I remember that. So we got a really cool. So so it's it's been a, a really interesting week, and we've got um, a lot planned this week. Not just the podcast tonight, but also uh, Dave Jones, the voice actor for Halson uh, from oh, Baldur's Gate Three, will be recording with us on Saturday morning, which is really cool, and that'll be the second member of the cast that we have. I'm and, so bummed uh, I missed that on Sam. Well, you're gonna get you you're gonna get Halson, and you're gonna get um, like well, somebody else like, potentially but, that you'll be very yeah. excited about, but. Well, yeah. we got to keep that uh, one quiet for now. But uh, for right now, in the present, uh, we're live here, and we have a very cool guest, uh, Brendan Groom uh, from the Past the Controller podcast, uh, which I've listened to several times, and I'm, I myself am a, I'm a big fan of. Um, I, I, I do want to point out that um, I still have the best beard on the podcast. Brent, Brendan, your beard game is strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's powerful. It's, you, 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 you have more work to do, though, before you reach this level so that's it's like 60 so i can like, i can mute you, you. To that point you know i can mute you at any time john the thing is, it, it, it comes with age you know what i'm saying john, you know john's the oldest man i know <laughs> it, it so it's like obviously he, he, oh my the oldest man <laughs> you know <laughs> so obviously to come on today as a sign of respect you know i didn't want to have a full big full bad boy <laughs> I, on here I, I really i really appreciate that john's john like a wild animal you can't look him in the eye or anything yeah it's or, a real uh, you bow to no one moment, you know. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Brendan, for anybody, uh, for people in chat and people who are going to be listening later on Spotify and whatnot, who are you and what is Pass the Controller? Uh, I am, as John said, I am Brendan Groom. Uh, I don't know. We've been doing Pass the Controller for too long at this point. I thirteen hey. years something. I yeah, I was going to say you were you were doing it and active and well established when I first jumped into like gaming podcasting many years ago. So yeah, yeah. so we we've been around, uh, you know, doing the thing. We like to focus on indie games whenever we can, just to platform you know champion those things. But we sure. we cover everything and get involved with anything under you know nerd culture. But I don't know. In a post Elon Twitter, normally I'd be like, plug this, plug this, this, whatever, but I'm like, so like checked out. It's not fucking yeah. helping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I, I find that ever, ever since uh, Elon took a big fat dump right into Twitter's ear, like my my reach has has like significantly been reduced anyways. So. Which is sucked yeah. for all of our like charity stuff, right? Like that's it, I think it where really we notice it the most is yeah. like we're having to fight hard to get the same reach for like charity fundraising. Um yeah, and so were a lot of other good folks in the in the space that I've noticed. So it's yeah, it's not just us. By yeah. a long shot. It really is kind of across the board because I, I do a lot of charity stuff too and a lot of the people that we all kind of cross over with all seem to, you know, do charity stuff throughout the year and yeah, the def- definitely the more recent stuff has has taken a hit. Though I think all y'all had a pretty successful one last weekend, two weekends ago. Uh, so like two, three weekends ago, we got we raised like almost twenty five hundred dollars for uh, the Trans Empowerment Project. That was mm-hmm. pretty good. 
Um, yeah. We did do Extra Life last weekend, and that was not so good. Um, that was only like 200 bucks, but you yeah, know, but it's 200 it, bucks you, to a children's was hospital. In, I was so. going to fucking give yeah. you a shout out, and you ruined it for me. I <laughs> no, hate it. I, I'm, you know no one is allowed to compliment me. That's not how this works. I, you know what I said to Derek? It's I was like, that's Gemini $200 that those fucking children didn't have before you started streaming. So That's fair. I said it was fair, Derek. It's fair because I said it was. <laughs> I'm a big proponent of, you know, when you're doing that type of stuff, the awareness is, I don't want to say just as important as the money, because obviously the money can do a lot more, but just more people talking about stuff and getting engaged with it. You know, if you can get one more person yeah. interested or involved or aware of, that's a, you know, that's one more person fighting for the cause. So, yeah. But well, yeah. I don't know. We do stuff. I do things. You can follow me if you want or don't. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> We're not here for me. We're here for none of this. None of this fucking matters anymore. Right now, (laughs) no. Go, go, go. Follow Brendan. He's a he's a really cool dude, and um, very, very glad to have you here on the podcast. So I'm happy to be here, especially for for a fun show coming up. I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, All right. So uh, with all that out of the way, guys, what have we been playing this week? Don't start with me, because I'm just going to say I'm playing Star Ocean 2. That's what I've been playing. So you just started so. with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> although Let's start with CJ, because one of the big things he's been playing is one I've also been playing. So I did play Cookie Wait, Let me go first, then. Let me go first. Okay. Because okay. I started replaying Alan Wake, um, the first one, the remastered one. Um, when I beat the first chapter i haven't got a chance to play again yet. you want like a fucking trophy or something brett you beat the first well, chapter. You, get one. you get one you get one for beating no that just means i committed done. it's not like i put the game in and i was like eh, i don't want to fucking do this anymore <laughs> i actually plugged through and did something john what is, i'm gonna tweet i'm gonna dm vicky to put john john in timeout and don't oh my shit. god don't this um <laughs> right now britney's texting vicky like get yeah. your fucking asshole husband and uh corral <laughs> john why don't you respect cage. women dude Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I used to the podcast up. I was in the military. <laughs> anyway, so I've been playing the first uh, Alan Wake again because I've heard such good things about Alan Wake 2. I was not like, I feel like the games that are surprising me most this year are games that I'm just not excited for. And then they end up being my favorite, like Baldur's Gate. Um, and so I'm playing through the first one and it's really... I've played it before, but I wanted to replay it to um, get myself reacquainted with the world and the characters and everything. Because I, I, I don't remember shit. I don't remember what that game's about. I just remember there's like an old lady and she's creepy. Um, and yeah, it's been really fun because it's like it's fun going through a game that you've played so long ago, and then getting like all those flashback of flashbacks of memories like you're doing a part and you're like oh i remember this or like you pick up something and you're like i remember this it's like it it's really cool um and i haven't had that experience in a while so i'm enjoying it it's good y'all can talk about alan wake now <laughs> yeah that's that's part of what's coming that's a for good sure. that's a good segue but uh yeah so i finished alan wake remastered um that's your first time playing alan wake right my, fir- my first time playing a remedy game 
Uh, Whoa, okay. Never even never wow. even played um the first two Max Payne because I, I played Max Payne 3. I mean, you are like, I love those remakes, man. Old, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm me. so excited for those remakes. I'm so fucking excited for those remakes. So I play, I, I played remastered and I beat it and I and I played the two DLCs. Didn't get around to American Nightmare because I'm not going to pay for a 360 game right now. Um, but my 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 summation of um Alan Wake and I and I wrote about it on Twitter. It's like it's a fascinating like little experiment because it's you could tell like they were so compromised in what they wanted to do. Like what it started life with some weird open world survival horror like mishmash then it kind of like then it became this weird hybrid like all right we're gonna keep the levels but we're gonna like make them linear and then we'll find a way to like fit do whatever we wanted in between um i'll start with like the, the my weird complaints it, the game's incredibly messy to play actually play it's it it's gameplay gets really grating after a while that weird sh- flashlight shield thing gets really fucking annoying it plays it, like a bad it does yeah, after plays, the first chapter, I was like, oh. oh my god, like it plays like fucking, and it gets worse. Mission. I know it gets worse. <laughs> oh but... my god, oh my god, it plays. So I played I've it on never easy. Never heard someone like... say plays like Luigi's Mansion is an insult. But... No, because this game plays like a bad Luigi's Mansion. Bro, fuck that. He's, he's not. Flash. He's not wrong. Oh my god, like it's it's like charming because it's like it, again contextualizing it and with the story, it it it, it rules. You have you're not using like traditional weapons, using a flashlight. That's a really cool twist. Problem is. You're shining your light at this at these fucking things. Some of them can fucking cover their eyes, so it's fucking useless. You're just there like, all right, I'm just shooting at it. I'm playing an easy, so it's even more like, you know, repetitive. Um but the actual writing is like impact like man, wow, there's some stuff here that like um it's in that Mafia three camp where it's like, sure the gameplay's kinda of repetitive and dull, but the writing is so mature and so above whatever else whatever what 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 any any other like triple A prestige title is doing, right? Like half like half, if not all of the Sony like flagship titles like can never reach a level of like this sort of like you know, kind of dialogue, kind of writing, this kind of, the kind of questions that it asks about like you know, what What does it mean to, like, write? What does it mean to, like, have a relationship with fiction? What does it mean to, like, put stuff out there? Like, how do you how do you do all this? You know, like, what are, what are you doing? Like, what's your... How do you leave your mark in a world where it's so much easier to, like, consume rather than create? And, like, that was, like, everything I had, like, taken with me at the end of it. Um, I love the use of um, music, which is very, like, rare in games. The music is, like... It, 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 it's really hard to pull off. The best examples are, like, that one scene in GTA Five where Michael's listening to the Phil Collins song by his pool um the bit in um mafia 3 in the beginning where they're playing hold on hold on i'm coming by sam and dave like over the documentary stuff this one uses music in such a cool way i freaked out when i heard in dreams by roy, roy um, orbinson because it reminded me of, of blue velvet because i'm thinking of, of the scene in blue velvet where they're singing it um so I, I i i walked away like thinking like this is a really fascinating game and it's a shame that it took me so long to play it um, because this this is everyone was right. This is like the most like up my alley like any story driven game has been, right? Um so I started Alan Wake 2. I'm I finished the first chapter. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Back you back levels. Metal or something, CJ, for oh beating the first god. chapter. Yeah, and I'm waiting for John to fucking give me a backhanded ass compliment. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm just gonna I'm just I'm just I'm rolling with it. Yeah. <laughs> you're done we've already we've already piled on it too much no but it's like that first chapter incredible stuff it opens in a really like dark and like insane way and it just goes all over the place i compared it to like you know when you like binge watch a season of a show and then you immediately start the second season and you're trying to see what the status quo is 
Um, like you know, like Adventure Brothers, where everything kind of changes in season in 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 the su- subsequent seasons, and it doesn't care. It does not. It, it has no regard for whether or not you've kept up. It's just like fuck it. You you're either with it or you're, you're you know or you're you're against it. That's what this felt like. Gameplay feels a lot better. It reminds me a lot of the modern Resident Evil remakes. Um, so it's like a lot more confident as a as a third person action game. Way scarier than the first game, but to the point where it's like. Uh, I'm just like doing like a mundane investigating looking through houses and the music keeps ramping up to like this really like uncomfortable level where I'm like what what's gonna happen right like is something gonna jump out at me but I realize like that's it's not this kind of game so I'm fine I reach to the point where I'm supposed to get to in the story fucking jump scare screen flashes at me and it's, I, I pause it I message Justin it's like this shit's overwhelming I almost cried at the jump scare I had to like pause it for a split second because I can't handle this game right now I had nightmares, I had nightmares over like the, the <laughs> fucking faces coming at me um but I'm it's it's incredible it's what I wanted the live action stuff is great the the, the dialogue is so far and above like what what are other games even trying to do right what are we what are what are what are we like what's the standard after this right if if it, 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 within the first chapter, I'm like already blown away by like how how impeccable everything is like in terms of writing, in terms of atmosphere, in terms of like direction, in terms of just like even the gameplay, as simple as it is, there's so many improvements where it just feels good to play. What are we doing? What are we doing, uh, CJ? What the I don't fuck? Know. I, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm very excited. And then uh, before I, I go, I gotta I gotta shout this out. Every time I go talk to John, I'm always obsessed with some new tech. So this is oh no you yeah. can't see it because of the green screen but put this it is in the front of your dip. chest. There we go. There it is. There we go. Ah, there we go. Wakanda forever. Look, this is the eight bit though ultimate. Um, great, great controller. I have it for my Switch. Oh my God, John, you are one hundred percent right. This is the greatest thing in the entire world. Y'all bookmark Beautiful. that. Fucking clip that. Oh my, clip that. <laughs> for John being right. Hey, I'll one hundred percent. I'll endorse it. Great, 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 great controller. I finally used my Switch in a. Uh, in dark mode. Okay, I'm done. I don't like two is good. I can so, go real quick. I don't have go a ahead, whole Jared. lot. Um, yeah, obviously I've been playing Alan Wake two. I'm um, I'm at the I'm at I'm in chapter four, so I'm still not far far in. But like CJ, you don't even know. You don't even know, man. <laughs> Everyone keeps telling me it's like what is I don't want to spend a ton of time on Alan oh, Wake because God. like you just you just killed it. Like explaining what I think is special about the first game. And and the feeling of stepping into the second, but like you don't even know, man. Um, he doesn't even know. Man. The other thing I've been playing, um, we got a review code for the Invincible um, from Eleven Bit Studios, who's the publisher. Um, the Invincible is not a game that was originally on my radar, right? This is one where Finn was just like, "Hey, this is like a chance we've got. Can somebody take it?" And I'm like, "You know what? I'm I'm usually if I've got time, I'm down for like a smaller project, like an indie game that I've not." Uh, you know, even heard about like, yeah, I'm, I'm in, let's, let's give it a shot. The invincible is a, um, so our, our actual review is live and people can go listen to it. It's about 20 minutes. Um, but it is a, what some people would derisively call a walking simulator. Um, I do not consider that to be a bad thing. Uh, because I, I think of games like firewatch and what remains of Edith Finch as being like incredibly impactful experiences. Um, uh, but the invincible is a, it is loosely, loosely based on a 1960s Polish sci-fi novel. Um, you are, you have crash landed on this alien planet that you were supposed to survey and 
I, like I, I can say so little about the story because it, shit gets weird. Yeah, shit gets real weird, and there's some great like hard sci-fi story twists that I really appreciate. You can tell that the developers have a lot of love not only for the original author and for the original novel, uh, but for like 1950s and 1960s pulp sci-fi in general because they really recreate that like 50s and 60s like sci-fi like futurism aesthetic of of like weird clunky like screens and readouts and dials and instruments you know some of these you know devices and, and and instrument panels look like something out of the old like original lost in space right there's so much imagery that looks like it comes from like the cover of an old 50s sci-fi novel right it's 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 like it's it's very i I, so i did the review with derek and i looked i looked it up it's very like lost in space it's very striking um and and like the story's good the story's got some great beats and twists to it and and moments that i find very impactful it is a bit of a buggy experience at this point and i'm really hoping that this small team like a couple of bugs in particular were were i can overlook a lot of stuff, but I, I ran into some really annoying shit in my time with the game. Um, and I'm hoping that stuff can get patched because I think there is an interesting narrative underneath it all. And I think that there is anytime you have like a small studio trying to punch that high above their weight class on something that the team is clearly very passionate about in this case, like fifties and sixties, like hard pulp adventure sci-fi, um, yeah. it, which is something so unique. You just don't see anything that looks like this game aesthetically. Um, that like it deserves some attention. So, um, I would say look into the invincible, maybe hang tight on it for right now and see if a couple of, of uh, you know, patches help clean it up some, but it, Derek, for like Derek, a five or six I'm, hour run through, it's a, it's a pretty good time. I might've missed it, but did you bring up that one, that, that one really annoying I didn't, glitch? I didn't want to get, you know, l- listen to the full review, right? Go give us okay. listens on podcast services. Um, but like there's a couple of bugs that I think are, are major and annoying. And then there's some that are minor and you can probably overlook. Um, but I mean, all of it's in the context of this being a small studio that I don't think had a ton of money, um, adapting a lesser known, at least here in, in America, uh, sci-fi novel. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's cool. So the invincible is worth looking into. Awesome. So there is something that I want to bring up. Yeah. And it's not something that I've been playing, but it is something that's coming out next week. Uh, Jesus and I know, Christ, a few people, John. I, I know a few people who are using it and it is the PlayStation portal. Um, all I'm going to say is expect very mixed reviews. Oh yeah. You know, you know, a couple people who've gone hands on with it. Yeah, I know because of it's have it right now who like, are reviewing. Yeah. Is there something wrong with it or is it just because of the nature of it? Um we probably can't you probably can't say we know much. what it is, right? We yeah, know I'm it doesn't gonna, play any I'm games natively, it just streams them. So like I'm I'm not gonna go that far, but what I will say right. is that I think you like based on what I've heard, you're gonna hear some very, very mixed reviews for this. The thing. PlayStation portal has no games. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I mean I, I expected <laughs> that because like it doesn't play anything natively and it's like pretty expensive. But. Did you still pre-order? Are you still, do you still have yours pre-ordered John or you're, I do. You, I do. You okay. know what? I do. I'm going to keep it. Um, gotcha. because how it is. I will, um, you know, the thing is, is that like, I'm going to, I'll just echo what people I've talked to have said. And I, what I think we've all have said, this thing should have had fucking Bluetooth. I don't understand why it doesn't. It doesn't have Bluetooth. 
It does not have Bluetooth. It's, just, it's to sell it's Sony's proprietary. Uh, right. It's the same audio reason technology. you can't use like I can't use my good Bluetooth headphones with the PS5. Right. Like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the earbuds. The earbuds are ass. Yeah, I that's unfortunate because Sony makes some of the best like true wireless really earbuds do. in the in the industry. Um, so. They really do. So, but again, I expect based on what I've heard uh, from about the final product, I expect very mixed reviews on this <laughs> thing. I'm 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 looking forward to actually getting it in my hand next Wednesday and talking about it on uh, on Thursday. So, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. But yeah, anyway, that's all I wanted to say. That that that'll be my that's that that's my section of the yeah. thing here. So, uh, do you want to go, uh, Brendan, next? Yeah, Brendan, what you been playing, bud? I'm all over the place. Uh, so <laughs> I also have started playing Alan Wake too, and I'll, I'll keep the Alan Wake portion brief since we've talked a lot about Alan Wake, um, but. I also just played Alan Wake Remastered for the first time. I played it originally when it came out. I just never finished it. Or if I did, I don't remember the game. So <laughs> I replayed it. Um, I think I'm a Remedy Sitco now because yeah! I've, I've break and I'll say right now, that game takes some big swings. It connects in certain time, like areas. You know, it, it falters a little bit, but if you, if you end up liking Alan Wake 2, which I think you will you should definitely play control like 100 play control yeah, that's thank you fucking thank you control that's is like one of my favorite games the, yeah. the, the, the problem is everyone told me to play it after alan awake remastered it right because apparently it's it makes it all it makes that transition a lot easier but i'm like i wanted to get i wanted to see what alan was up to yeah so i like that was that was my <laughs> my reasoning i yeah. i so but i, I haven't downloaded because i'm 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 fully on board to get started as soon as I finish Alan Wake 2. Yeah, it'll still. I think it'll still hit in a lot of ways. You'll just there'll be some stuff probably from right. Alan Wake 2 that you'll, there, you'll you know. There's already some stuff I. There's already some stuff already like I figure like okay that sounds like something that would be a uh, yeah a control reference. You were you know correct. Like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, look, uh, the so, ashtray maze is still gonna blow your mind when you get to it one way. Right. Or another, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was tripping so, balls. Fantastic <laughs> time with that. Derek, have you finished chapter four? Of no, Alan? I have not yet. Okay. Do you know anything? I have no like nothing about the game spoiled for me. I I am all. I I intentionally I watched no trailers for this because I was like I'm sold. When you tell me they're making Alan Wake two, like I'm in no matter what. So why don't mm -hmm. I go in as as blind as possible? So I after the request of some friends, they said, "Oh no, finish tonight." like before this Fuck. get to Alan's chapter four. Yeah. And that's a good place to stop after you beat that. It's going to, I'm off tomorrow. So I'm playing the fun. I'm playing it all night. Like, and I hate <laughs> scary games. And like, I don't think Alan Wake one is that scary, but Alan Wake two is fucking me up in a lot of different no, ways. No, like, I can't wait. I can play Alan Wake because it's tame. Like I, everybody's saying the second one is scary, and I'm like, no, no, no. Wait, wait. I'm not even kidding. Again, that the shit fucking like that first chapter is like the fucking like no from the most like, terrifying like, thing ever. This is something I've heard from literally everybody's played Alan. Like because I played Alan Wake the original way back in the day, and I was like. This is eerie, like Twin Peaks eerie, but it's yeah. not scary. I mean, look at this game. Alan Wake Two is no, legit fucking horror. It's no like, Alien Isolation, but like it's it's definitely got a no, foot much now, more firmly in the horror category. Because like what the yeah. first game was like an action adventure game. This is like a survival horror game. Yeah. yeah. Right now, I, I'm probably a baby because I haven't played a lot of survival <laughs> horror games. So I'm you know and saying like it, it I I will probably pull up like RE2 remake or or something and then you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a huge baby with scary games. So if you, I, I think if I can love get through shit. it, I think you can, you can do it, Britt. I believe. I love that shit. Oh, thank you. I love that. Um, it's, it's at least, it, and maybe it changes later in the game, but it's definitely a little more like dread. You're kind of on edge of like, yes. is something going to happen? I don't know. And it's a lot of, at least now, not, but that feeling of at any moment something is going to happen uh, kind of drives the point home. But the, the game is so atmospheric. Like, it, it nails the music. The sound design is phenomenal. Just, like, walking through the woods and you hear the leaves blow. Like, it's... I, I can't play it at night. That's why I'm maxed out tonight. <laughs> after after this, no more I'll awake. That's a tomorrow during the day situation. Pray for me tonight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, and then, I say that I hate scary games, but I got almost all the way through Resident Evil 4 remake. Um, and I'm not sure how the fuck I did that because I, because I played it before. I knew it was coming. That's it. Yeah. That's that's it. There we go. Okay. So, Brent, what did you think of those caked up regenerators? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't like them. John, we're not. You asked me the same thing. And I, I got to tell you, just because I'm pan doesn't mean I can be into the regenerators. I'm... <laughs> I'm a very open-minded they, but Derek, not Derek, come on. Derek, that. one day, one day I expect you to tweet a, a picture of like just that regenerator ass and being like, hear me out. No. <laughs> Unlikely. Smash your pass, pass, Derek. I, I, pass. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I, I'm willing to 100 percent bet. Yes. Like I'm I'm I'll put money on this. No. <laughs> okay. I also, real quick, before we before we move on from um before we move on from, well, from Brennan, 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 more, I think. Oh, do you have more? I'm just here. Whatever yeah. we want to do. I yeah. mean, you know, I'm vibing. I just wanted to call Alan Wake was not man. the only game, so. Well, actually, I need to ask Brandon, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a nine-year Willet single-barrel bourbon. Ooh, right Willet's good. Willet's good. Good pick. Ooh, not bad. I'm, it- I'm a whiskey bourbon man myself. So. Yeah. Are you are you drinking bourbon right now? Yeah. Me? Yeah. I am. Me too! What you got, Brett? Derek, are you Four drinking that the Four Roses, the classic? Yeah, always. Yeah. Are you drinking that Eagle Rare? Of course I'm drinking Derek? that Eagle Rare, which, That's thank right. you so much. So Eagle Rare, this is a, a bit of an aside. Eagle Rare has long been my favorite bourbon under $50. The problem is everyone figured out Eagle Rare is, like, way too fucking good. So now really it's rare. it's in extremely high demand, but Buffalo Trace has not been able to ramp up production. And that's how bourbon works. It takes a long time for that sort of thing to hit. So now you can't find this anywhere. So John um, lotteried out and managed to get a hold of a bottle for a not obscene price and got that for me. And mm, you're not buying my friendship. You don't have to. But despite that, <laughs> I'm not going to turn down the gifts, my friend. Just want to give you a little taste of home, buddy. Mm. Good old Kentucky um, Gold. I, I'm drinking my go-to, which is, uh, Brendan, I don't know if you're a Basil Hayden man, um, but I am. And uh, I made myself a nice little old-fashioned. The nice. one night nice. Jeff doesn't drink fucking bourbon. I know. <laughs> We're all <drinking> it. <laughs> Jeff's like, man, I could go for a bottle of just fireball whiskey right now. Turn him on to the Elijah but, Craig uh, during the uh, get no. together. <laughs> Brandon, did you have uh, any more games you want to talk about this week, pal? Uh, yes. So Basil Please. Eden is is delicious. I love a good old fashioned. Like I. If I didn't quickly switch to bourbon before we started recording, I probably would have made an old-fashioned. Eric and Brittany will attest to the fact that I make a fucking slam in old-fashioned. I will attest to that, too, because last year I had one every single night. (laughs) I had one every single night. Yeah, that's right. We made you go upstairs and fucking make us some. (laughs) Sean, where's my fucking drink? Like, all right, I'm sorry. Jesus. 
Um, anyway, should apologize. I'll, I'll keep it quick. I'll just say one more. No, I, unless, on, dude. have you all talked about Jusant? No. Previously, know what that is. I've been so super excited for that game, so I want to hear Jusant? what you thought of it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I I don't actually. I think it's Don't Nod. Um, it's yeah. Really? Yeah. Whoa. So it's it's like a very atmospheric, just like climbing game. But kind of like journey vibes, like that kind of like, yeah, yeah, I can absolutely see this like, I don't know, out the gate if it's going to have this type of fanfare, but I can see this being like a cult indie, like, or, you know, whatever, don't know, uh, game further out, but super, super relaxing, um, not a lot of dialogue or anything else going on, no enemies and stuff like that. It's just puzzles and climbing, but there's without like giving too much about what the game's story is about, you're basically going through this old, you know, no one lives here anymore, this, this area. And, you know, you can choose to not engage with the environment that way, but there's a lot of just like dialogue things you can pick. Well, you know, reading things you can pick up different like letters, people left to other people. And cause part of it is people, some people stayed there and some people left because they used all of the natural resources. So and then eventually everyone left for whatever reason they died or you know looked for a new place to a new settlement. Hitting a little close to home. Yeah, it's it definitely has you know some interesting story beats kind of tucked in there if you seek out reading about these things. Um, But otherwise, if you want to you know if that's not your jam, I still think it's a good like climbing puzzle game. I think it had some you know interesting biomes as it changes throughout. It's it's a quick game. You can probably beat it in like four hours. Uh, it's on Game Pass if you have access to that. So that's how I played it. But it was something that was at a showcase at some point this year, I think. And I was like, oh, that looks like my jam. I'd probably probably play that. So it was good. I enjoyed it. I recommend it if you have Game Pass. I think it's worth checking out. That's my problem is I always wait for like the big titles and I never see like the like the little things. And mm. they're usually the best, like Slay the Princess. We're, Derek and I have played that and it's like Fantastic one of my game. favorite game. Yeah, one of my favorite games this year. And I would have never looked at it like. You're going to start that before uh, Super Mario RPG comes out next week, Brett. Did you what? play, you uh, Brenda, did you play the Princess? Did you play Season? Oh. A Letter to the Future? Uh, no. It's on my list and I have not played it okay. yet. That came out this yeah. year in January? Yeah, yeah, earlier yeah. this year. I think it, the way you described Jusant, it reminds me a lot of like, I think some of the reviews I read for season almost said it might be too chill. Like, I think it, the, the gameplay might not be as engaging. There's not really as many puzzles. It's more just exploration and kind of taking the stories. But that's quickly becoming one of my favorite genres is like, here's a world like we're not going to give you a ton of cutscenes and like direct storytelling, but you can go yeah. out and kind of figure out what happened. And it's it's a really good one. I think you might enjoy it. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out then bump it up my list. But you sound that same way. It's just like it, it has that if you want it. The controls, I think, at first, like at first, I thought the controls were janky, but it just kind of takes some getting used to because the way you climb is like the left trigger is your left hand and right trigger is your right. So it's kind of just once you get that flow of climbing, it it makes a lot of sense and it works really well. Um, but really, really cool, really charming. I, I I'm a sucker for that. Like I don't, it's not cel shaded, but it's like faux cel shaded. It's very pastel. I was gonna say um, it's very pastel colors all across, yeah. which I I find so, lovely. Yeah, it's just it works for the setting of the game and, and the tone, which is again like they don't have water anymore, and that's kind of the the purpose of what's going on there. So, really cool. Recommend it for sure. Um, Jeff, 
Yeah. What, what flight simulator or train simulator have you been playing this week? Uh, I have been playing Flight Simulator. I'll get to that. Although it, at this point, <laughs> I almost feel like I'm not playing a game. Um, no, we so play quick... golf. That counts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so quick Starfield update. A new Starfield uh, beta update was released for Steam. Uh, it did not fix any of the major issues with the game or the quest progression. Uh, so I'm still locked out of the main campaign. So I will wait another month or two. See if I can finish it. Um, is that a I PC have been... specific thing or is that happening? Across no, the board? there's there's a lot of uh, as far as I know, the vast majority of the bugs are not platform specific. The one that impacted me was like uh, there's basically a main quest that takes place in one of the major cities in the game and it resets like on a technical level, I guess it resets the entire city to its default state. And because like in Bethesda games, you can have like an apartment and stuff with like all your items. So if you have the apartment in this city, all everything you have in there will be deleted. Uh, when you complete the main quest because it resets it was like an oversight i guess and uh yeah so it affects everyone and it's a pretty big like it's affecting a lot of people but um i guess i was unlucky because all my stuff is in there and the way the game's set up with like you have weight limits on how much you can carry and encumbrance stuff like it would take probably five to ten hours to move everything out of there one at a time to my ship to a different planet go back get it all so it's like i I can wait it's it's fine it's just a bummer because i was enjoying the game um but I, i'm sure they're working hard on it you know i'm not i'm not the calling out lazy devs i'm not that kind of person uh, i'm sure we they're working really very hard and they want to get it fixed it's just uh, it's it's frustrating you know i was really enjoying the game put 120 hours into it and then i just had to stop dead in my tracks so i went back to two flight simulator john i have been playing flight simulator <laughs> <laughs> and That's some exciting boy. news that no one will care about <laughs> Um, I'm gonna enjoy no, 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 your screen. Hey, hey, don't fucking hate Jeff. Jeff, no, yeah. I'm not. I don't know. Hold up. Hold up. Um, anyone? Hold up. I am not laughing at Flight Simulator. I'm laughing at like his response to you, Jeff. You know better than anybody how much I appreciate any <laughs> game where you where you where you man some sort of vehicle. Yes. All right. I, well, like, I mean, at this point, I almost exclusively play games where you don't like walk on your feet. I feel like, but so uh, CJ, number, CJ number one Snowrunner yeah. fan. I wish. I wish. Oh, I wish. I, I played wish. SnowRunner early this year. It's so fucking good. Man. I need to play it. Um, I, I, I gotta play. It's on my it's, place. It's the Dark Souls of simulators, man. It's, <laughs> I it's need unreal. to play SnowRunner. <laughs> I spent an hour stuck in the mud one time. Um, no, so I I passed my um my VATSIM entry course exam. Uh, so VATSIM has been around for twenty years. It's a virtual air traffic control network. Um, so basically. It has probably, I think, over 10,000 like active members, and it replaces the in-game air traffic control in Flight Simulator with real people. So um, basically, when you take off, land, uh, request clearance, you're talking to other real people online, and they're acting as real air traffic controllers. Um, but to get in on this, because they take it quite seriously, and I get it, it's, there's a lot of people on there, and it can be very stressful for the controllers. You have to have a very good knowledge of all the procedures and stuff like that. So it's like, I put this myself through a course this week, learning like approach charts and departure charts. And uh, um, I thought I had a good understanding of the game. And I, I realized the first time I tried to do a flight, I'm not easily intimidated, by the way. I don't care what, I'm long past the point where I care what other people think of me, um, especially like in online games and stuff. I don't give a shit. But man, my first flight, when I, I like fucked it up so bad and one of the traffic controllers chewed me out because I flew my departure wrong, I cut off another aircraft, I overshot my taxiway. Um, the, like, I had never, I wanted to cry. I felt like I got like yelled at by my mom when I was five. Like, <laughs> it was fucking rough. And, but like, you know, I, I just, I, I recomposed myself and I reviewed a couple of things. And I've done a couple of flights since and it's like, it's just so fun. Um, other than that, like everyone's been super friendly uh, and it's just really cool. Um, talking to other people because like 
when I started playing Flight Simulator, it was just a curiosity, mostly about the technology behind it. It was like, hey, I saw this, like, I played them, I dabbled with them back in the day. It was like Microsoft made the simulation of the Earth. That seems cool. Then I played it. I'm like, oh, this is like, it was during COVID when it came out. I'm like, man, I can't really go outside. Like, this is a cool way to just explore the entire world. And it's just been interesting to, like, feel the progression in my brain. And then I got, and got to a point where, like, oh, I like switches and buttons. And, like, these cockpits have, like, 200 buttons. And I, I upgraded to, like, a real throttle. And, and, like, I've got a lot of tactile stuff. So it's, like, there's, I don't know, there's something satisfying about flicking buttons to, like, raise landing gear. And you get a little audio feedback, like, the chunk when it, when it comes up. Um, and then, like, you know, just programming stuff. Like, because I am, you know, I work in software, obviously. So I think there's a certain part of, like, that... Um, you know, programming things into the flight computer and stuff. It's just very, it's all a very satisfying loop and I didn't expect it to happen. So this is just like, now I think I'm at the point where I actually almost enjoy the escapism or illusion of like being a pilot. And obviously, to be clear, I understand I could never fly a real plane. But, um, you know, the, something like Vatsim just takes that. If we're all in to... a room together and we're on a plane and it's about yeah. to crash, like you're the one that I'm going to be That's like, Jeff, have at it. That's <laughs> Your fair. dream I, come true. I will. I will do my best. And when I kill us, I'm incredibly sorry, but I tried. Um, but no, it's it's really cool. Uh, it just takes it takes the immersion to another level. And I'm not a big multiplayer guy. Um, I don't just especially like because most multiplayer, I feel like is in like competitive games. Right. And that's not. I don't want to be competitive. Like that's not how I want to wind down at the end of the day is like dressing out or getting screamed at by a 13 year old on call of duty. Like, this is, me, you know, no problem with like, yeah, that's what people or, or CJ, yeah. I mean, play more right, a 13 year old, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person like, uh, when I first played grand theft auto three, I tried to like drive in the traffic and stop at all the red light. Like, that's just, that's just how my brain works. Aww. So this has really been, uh, been scratch that itch so just uh, like just like i don't want to have to listen to finn tell me to suck it after an hour of duck game so yeah, exactly <laughs> um, game brings out the worst in us. About, can i say something real quick mm -hmm. you know listening to jeff talk about flight simulator like no bullshit jokes aside this is what video games are all about like being that being that passionate about something about any game really but like Find a game that you fuck because Jeff, how long have you been playing Flight Simulator now? Years. Uh, yeah, like per basically consistently since 2020. So like three years. Yeah, for three sure. Years. Mm -hmm. Find a fucking video game that you love like that, people. Like seriously, find. I mean, find find a game that 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 hits you the way that Flight Simulator hits Jeff. Jeff, I am fucking happy that you found a game Thank that you. does that. Well, and I I I felt that like too. Like I hear people talk about their whether it's movies or games like people talk so passionately about them like um like the way you talk about final fantasy 6 we we joke but like legitimately we're all happy that that game means so much to you um and i, I but i always kind of felt like it also sucks at the same time to like you know most of the time i play a game i'm like yeah it was cool like but like you know it, most of them have no impact on my life or anything so it's been um it's been rewarding to find something like that comfort right that you can go back to on a rainy day or when you're feeling kind of down um and boulders and, for me lately yeah yeah it's we all need that in our life right so yeah um that's that's basically it i've played a tiny bit more spider-man um it's a good game it's good i have like i don't feel like you have any thoughts it's spider-man it. it's spider-man you you're swinging and you're webbing and you're you're fighting the guys and you're mashing square like, and, i'm surprised uh, at how many people are like legit finishing the game like <laughs> I don't mean just beating it. I mean like yeah. achievements, like done. Like, that shit. Dusted. I, I know, like 
20 Can people last year. Year. What happened? I know I like 20 people that applied it in the first like week or two. Oh, Holy Cam, God. guess what? <laughs> yeah, but like Justin mm-hmm. fucking platinumed it in like what, four days, five days? Yeah. Um, well, I left the charity stream early. He had to get a head start on like fucking <laughs> platinuming. Uh, yeah, I gotta work, guys. No, Zach, we're Zach, Zach like finished it in. Uh-huh. Fucking! Uh, I'm I'm 30 percent according to the the stat screen, so I, I got a ways to go, but it's it's good. I'm enjoying it. I just I'm finally getting to sink a bit of time into it and like just like let myself be immersed in the story. Um, and it, it's picking up. I like obviously the performances are really good, but uh, yeah, it's no it's no Alan Wake CJ. I'm sorry. I know it's uh. I'm sorry. No, but I hate, look, listen, you and I like we, we we're kind of in that we're kind of in the same like wavelength when it comes to I mean, dude, like I you're the only other person I know who's actually dedicated as much time to like GT7 oh. as I like I have. You know what I'm saying? You understand like how nice it is to drive like a 94 yeah. Miata. Oh my god, I have been playing GT7 again. I fucking forgot. <laughs> Yo, Jolim, real quick, I'm sorry to drill. Jeff, I've been playing so much WRC, and like I now I can't like drive without imagining someone sitting next to me giving me directions on where to turn in a fucking like as if I was in an actual rally race. Beautiful, I love it. Okay. Well, god, we have to talk sorry. about dirt rally, but we can take this offline. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, that, that's all I got. I just want to point out, I was about to take a picture of that uh, shit that uh, that Pass Controller put in chat about Kingdom Hearts and tweet it and be like, is Cam going to do anything about this? And Cam is fucking already Cam was chat. motherfucking summoned. <laughs> like, he fucking knew immediately, like, 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 Cam, I can, like, I've got this mental picture of Cam just, like, you know, enjoying, I don't know, maybe some chicken katsu at a nice Japanese restaurant, and he's just, and all of a sudden, like, the chopsticks just drop in slow motion because somewhere in the ether, somebody's talked some shit about kingdom hearts and he just, his pupils get real small and then they get wide like the fucking T-Rex in Jurassic park. And he just reaches into his pocket and logs the fuck on like, like, Oh, he's been summoned. You know, I love Cam. Cam. That was perfect. Fucking we all do. Food. Uh, who who has 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 who has not gone? That's all of us. So we can move That's on to our, our first. Oh, no, yeah, let's do it. Topic. Let's do I it. I haven't gone yet. News. Oh, did you not? I thought you started no. with Alan. I Wake. was the first one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm drunk, so I don't trust like, my I was, memory. I was I'm to be concerned. I'm trying to be. But an I talked about Alan Wake, so I figured yeah. I would like bank in there. A, yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, so our, our right, first and primary yeah. like news news topic for the week. Um, news. and this has been a relatively <laughs> damn Derek, you hate women. You can't. I already pulled that on John once this podcast. Cancel all right. him, Josh. It's time. Cancel um, him. But um, this has been a relatively busy week, and but the the topic that I think uh a lot of us really wanted to hit on um. This is a story in the Verge. Microsoft is bringing AI characters to Xbox. So what it is is Microsoft is partnering uh, with a firm called InWorld it's AI. Um, and the long and the short of it is that uh, InWorld's AI uh, systems are going to drive like AI generated like characters, dialogue, things like that in in games. Um, so the idea being that like in theory you be able to you know, talk to a character and, and AI will have it spit dialogue back at you like a chat GPT or using AI tools to quickly generate NPCs like on the fly in a town or something like that. 
Right. So I want to quickly add before we get into a big, like massive dis- uh, discussion about it. Yeah. Uh, the DreamWorks co-founder um, said the AI will cut costs of animation movies by 90%. Yeah. Yeah, and that fucking sucks. Yeah, it was bad. You guys, like, I want to su- go on Quibi because, right you know now. What? You guys want to watch something? You know, what people's, <laughs> you know what people's jobs are going to turn into? Is editing AI photos. Yep. And that fucking sucks. So I'll say this, right? Um, Because like we haven't really, you know, I'm, I'm realizing we haven't talked a lot about AI on this show other than like the couple times we talked yeah, with actors. Yeah, for reason, because fuck that. Well, right. I got, um, I got thoughts too. But go um, like, A... I'm of the opinion that like there's a difference between AI being used by a driven by a corporation as a way to like have fewer employees, right? Or to cut human driven work versus like a human artist using AI to develop like their first pass of work, right? Like I think what we saw with the writer strikes is a perfect example that, you know, Netflix cannot use AI to make a script. But if a writer wants to make their first draft with AI and clean it up and submit it, that's fine. Um, Sure, I I can't be too offended by that. But I've seen a couple of folks uh, who apparently have a little bit of familiarity with in-world AI specifically um, and and other, like, ways that that's been shipped around behind the scenes. And, you know, it's not anything special. It's the same thing we're seeing out of a lot of AI like chatbots and a lot of AI like generated content where it's shallow and it makes mistakes and it's kind of obviously not the same quality as human written dialogue or human spoken voice, uh, you know, so. So I, the, the only thing, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 please. Um, the only thing like I want to add to that. Uh, like to your point is a lot of these ai simulators are uh basically based on stolen art yeah um, that, that too. other people yeah. have done uh and that shit fucking sucks uh because deviant are actually switched to um they basically allowed everybody's art on the on the site to be used for ai programs um, and I saw one post, um, this girl's picture that she drew was mirrored exactly by an AR, AI art generator. And like, it just, I feel so fucking bad for artists, man. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we feel bad for like writers in the game industry. Like I feel bad for artists in any kind of industry because it's so hard to make it as an artist already. And then to have things that not only steal your work, but now they're stealing your job. Like that fucking sucks. And I hate that AI is becoming a thing. It's fun. You bring up that like, of course, you know, all this stuff is almost every AI model out there is built on stolen content, right? It's, it's scraped the internet for, for artwork and photographs and, you know, writing and stories, et cetera. Um, I'm sure a lot of you saw there was a, uh, a a headline where I got I can't remember the executive or like what firm or whatever it was, but saying basically like, hey, if we actually have to stop using stolen content to train these AIs, if we actually have to pay for all of the content that goes into it, that eats up all the profit in, in AI as a business <laughs> model. And it's like, yeah, no shit. I could have told you that. Here's the really fucked up thing. Here's the really fucked up thing. Like, of all the years to unveil this, of all the years to unveil this, after 6,000 people have been laid off 
from this 6,100. We got to remember Ubisoft just happened. That's right. Yeah. 6,100 people have been laid off this year and the year is not over yet. And to come out and say, hey, guys, we're going to be creating art using AI. Like, okay, it is a level of tone deafness that you rarely see in this world. Um, and, and, for, and, and to come from someone like, like Phil Spencer used, like people used to look at Phil as like a champion of indie games, for example, right? Like, like Phil, these were back in the days when Xbox was trying to claw their way back up to the top after the absolute debacle of the Xbox one, right? Like, you know, Phil Spencer took over the Xbox division and made her, made that brand relevant again. Right. And he did this by courting things like Brendan, you, you, you probably know this more better than any of us. He did this by courting indies, right? He did, he did this by courting indie developers, getting indie games on that platform, focusing on, on putting player, you know, choice back in the hands of players, as opposed to, you know, like, like look at game pass, right? Like Phil has brought all these innovations to Xbox and to see where it's come now, you know, in, in a year where over 6,000 individuals have been laid off from this industry to say, hey, this is a really good time to announce that we are partnering with an AI develop you know, with, an, with, a, with, with AI. Like, like we're partnering with a company that develops AI to get some of the work done for us. And it's going to cost so it's, it's going to cut so many costs. Like it's a level. I just I like I, I, I honest to God have trouble wrapping my brain around it. It's frustrating. I, I, like I think Spencer is not corporations going to corp. Yeah, Spencer's not quoted in any of the articles I've seen about this subject. But like, yeah, but it doesn't matter because it's 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 his. Him. Yeah, he's he. How does he not know and be involved? Right. Like, if he um, if he didn't, that would be quite surprising. It's it's obviously very like you know I've got uh yeah we we haven't talked about AI much on here like I think um I don't think it's controversial like. I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I don't know what the tone is, I guess, but I get the, I think the, Hostile. you know, obviously like AI is very dangerous, um, especially to jobs, but I think it's been weaponized recently. I think that's why, where all the headlines have been coming from. Like AI itself has been around forever. Um, and AI itself is not inherently bad, right? The problem is companies have, you know, there's been major breakthroughs recently and companies have decided, oh, this is a great way, like Derek said, where we no longer have to pay employees, which fucking sucks. But like, you know, there is good app, genuine good applications of AI, like uh, NVIDIA's DLSS technology, which is like absolutely incredible um, for game developers because it can help their games run better. It's all based on AI tra- training on... Um, you know, to, to basically predict the frames. Uh, but like the, the main one, like, you know, because, because like, I think the term gets thrown around a lot, like people need to understand mostly. And when we're upset, we're talking about generative AI, right? Like AI creating content that is typically right. created by, like you said, artists or writers. Um, and it's definitely dangerous. Like, I think I'm not surprised this is coming from Microsoft because, you know, with chat GPT, like Bing chat was one of the first major that's ones to really point. jump on yeah, there. That's a really good and point, like, dude. you know, just, to be frank, like working in the software industry and working very closely with Microsoft, I'm on uh, an AI task force with our company. And like, I've been working with them on like, I, I kind of like, you, you could see this coming um, to push it on Xbox. Like, I don't know if Phil really had a say, uh, I guess I'm, I try to be optimistic because the world's too shitty. If I'm not, I think uh, I am, I'm not really interested even what I think I'm, I only care what developers think, what artists think, what writers think. In my head, I can see a space where this is additive rather than like 
displacement where um, maybe games as we know them are developed the way they are, but now you know we've we've tried to have you know the the fetch quest, the thousand fetch quests that no one cares about but does anyway, um, right? Like maybe this could empower developers to focus more on the core content, the core quest, the core writers. And right. they could say, hey, for the people yeah. that want to spend 2,000 hours in this game, it's basically the same as procedural generation, right? Uh, and actually, like I talked about Starfield, we could talk about that. Like, there's like a thousand planets in the game. And quite frankly, most of them are super boring because they're just procedurally generated. Um, you know, no jobs were lost in that. So like, could AI populate those planets um, with content and random characters that otherwise the developers just simply didn't have the time to do, but want wanted to put in there? And couldn't put in there because of time constraints or technical limitations. That's my like glass half full, I guess. Like I want to believe that no one will lose their jobs over this. That it simply is another tool in the hands of developers to say, "Hey, like you know, this is just open up a whole other option. Like it's not going to replace the handcrafted writing and design and quests, um, but we can fill like finally fill our worlds the way we want to." Realistically, I'm with you guys. Like this probably fucking sucks, but. Uh, like, I, I think there's two, like, I don't think we only get the negative side of the coin. Like, I think, um, I think it's important to point out that this stuff could be used well, but it's up to, uh, I think, like, governments to legislate it. I think it's up to companies to develop ethics and, like, standards on how it can be used and just mostly, like, do the right thing and don't view it as a way to um, make people expendable because they aren't. You can't fucking replace a person. You can't replace yeah. the way a person's brain works. Uh, so that's that's just my little take on it. I want to get Brendan in here and 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 toss him in here. I, Brendan, you know we you know we've been talking about um we've been talking about you know how we think that AI is is mostly like a, a net negative to the industry as it stands as it's mm. currently intended to be used. But but do you do you think that there's an ethical place for AI in the industry? I think I I don't want to also be just like this is this sucks which i do think it it sucks and i think that this being a focus in a very like open focus is not necessarily a bad thing it's better that we know that they're making yeah. these types of things um it really is going to come down to is the business side of things going to continue to use this as a business opportunity and not a opportunity to help creatives and i think that there is a good application for AI for on the creation side, being a tool for the creators, not to work against the creators or replace the creators. Like there's plenty of applications or things that exist in applications that artists and, and creators use already that help them refine things like Photoshop. Like there's stuff that is already baked into there that, you know, speeds up a process that would be tedious. It doesn't replace their work. It doesn't change what they're making. It just assists a you know, stupid task and makes it more efficient. I think those are great applications of AI. I think it can help with you know mundane things. I, can, I think it can help with accessibility for people who maybe want to create things and you know need some sort of help doing that. Um, but I think it just it becomes this. I don't think it can ever be regulated you know, ethically, morally, a hundred percent, and it never yeah. will be. And yeah, will. with people making money off of it, it's just, it's going to always be this thing of, we're going to eventually be, you know, talking about who uses AI 
the most ethically you know what i mean and it's because everyone's going to have it and everyone's going to be using it to replace people and cut costs and and do all that because the end of the day i mean you know all these companies that they're looking at the bottom line they don't Mm -hmm. they're not as much as someone like phil wants to get on stage and say you know hey i'm here for the gamers i'm here for you or whatever it may be i care about us you all these things at the end of the day he may care about you he may actually feel those things but He's running a business. You know what I mean? He's in charge of, you know, a a major corporation's video game side. So, you know, and Brendan, you make a really, really interesting point that I want to kind of expound on there. You know, like, like, yes, like, especially Phil Spencer in the past has been like, you know, we're, we're on, we're for the gamers. We're on the side of the gamers, you know, (laughs) fuck the gamers. I need somebody Mm -hmm. to be on the side of people making the games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I want. That's what I need. That's what this industry fucking needs. 6,000 people being laid off in the gaming industry in one, less than a year is not normal. It, it's not, and, and the thing is, it's not like games are fucking floundering right now. Games in 2023 are more profitable than ever. 2023 has been a banner year for games, you know, if you look at, the, if you look at them in, the term, in terms of quality and profit. 2023 has been a banner year, so why has that not translated to, you know, why has that translated to 6,000 people being laid off? And the, and the problem is, is that, Publishers are so fucking focused on making gamers happy that they're not focused on making the people who make those games happy. And if I may, please, I don't even know that that's true, right? Because I look at things like um, there's this game called The Finals um, coming coming that um, recently kind of blew up amongst gaming Twitter because it was discovered that like the announcer and and all voice work is AI. It's AI generated. you know, voices for all of the characters and for the announcer. And it sounds like dog shit, right? Like even in one of the best applications of it, you can have like people hear that it is AI and go, this sounds bad compared to even cheap voice acting. Right. Um, so I think uh, talking about like these things being for the gamers and, and maybe it's something that even gives me hope, right. Is the fact that by and large, when you talk to people who are not AI evangelists, um, and like, by the way, all the AI evangelists were just fucking like crypto and NFT evangelists not that long ago. Um, so like, who gives a shit what these people have to think? But um, like actual people who who want to engage with art, even on the shallowest levels, when when you hit them with the AI voiced characters, they go... Oh, that sounds bad. That sounds cheap. So like, you know, I think that this is really purely like an anti-worker thing, right? It's a way to save money, cut costs, cut out human creators at various levels of the process, right? Don't have to pay writers to to write that extra dialogue. Don't have to write or uh, don't have to pay voice actors to voice the lines, Um and there's a huge difference between that and, you know, like Brendan was saying, where, where these AI tools can be used on behalf of various types of artists. Um, I've seen examples of where, you know, animators can use AI models to, like, generate the animation frames between keyframes, right, and save them a shitload of time. Um, so they're still, like, modeling, rigging, like, you know, posing out their keyframes you know, and, and oftentimes adjusting the animation, but then they can use AI to, you know, give them a lot of that in between that they can then just tweak up. And for 
people who know what they're doing, that's a tool that can save them time to create something that is handcrafted. Mm-hmm. Um, but And which is funny about that too, is like that would speed up a creative's process and it would give them more time to, you know, tune up something else, make something else or whatever it may be. And in turn that does, you know, theoretically also save the business money you would because think? it allows the creative to yeah. do other things or move on. But they, 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 they don't have to pay that AI healthcare. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what they're fucking at. Like, that's that's yeah. what it is, unfortunately. And I, AI is going to exist, and it's going to continue to become a bigger thing. And, you know, get, like like you're saying, it's, you know, we can tell when something's visually made with AI, voiced by AI, written by AI. At some point, that it's line like, is going to get harder to see. And will. then, yeah. you know what I mean? Who's Who's the person behind the scenes that's, stepping in to stop you know yeah. people who are making these things from from going away permanently that, like that nope nope brick go that's my whole thing about it is it's like you know we're all sitting here one defending like writers and you know wanting them to have jobs at these news outlets and then but it's not the same with like these artists right like there's there's artists that are losing their jobs people are losing their jobs and it's like when when does it end where's the cutoff like you can't you can't just be like, okay, we're only going to use art, like AI art for this. Like if you're going to start using it already to make things, then like, where's the line? Eventually people just aren't going to be needed to produce things other than like maybe have a basic sketch, like, and that's it, you know? And I just, I don't know. Now feed it to the AI machine and, 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 and it'll take it from there. Yeah. And that's what, shitty. Like what's yeah. really fucked up, Brit? What's really fucked up is I literally, literally just now when we're talking about this shit, I just came across this tweet talking about uh, Jeff Katzenberg, who's the co-founder of DreamWorks, and he says AI Brit will cut was referencing that earlier. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this, but this is the actual quote: In the good old days, you might need 500 artists in years to make a world-class animated movie, and I'm like, yeah. And in the shitty new fucking days. You're not going to need, you know, all you just you you can fire all your fucking people and put them on the bread lines and have a computer make the shit for you in the yeah, good like, old days. Yeah, in the good like, old days, we actually treated people like people. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? It's it's frustrating because it's like the good. So old many days. of these companies donate to like conservative Republic Republican places that want to. Uh, have jobs for you know the people in this country and it's like one they're already outsourcing to other countries and two it's 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 just frustrating when you have people with immense talent and they don't get to shine right it's it's the same thing with writers like when they get laid off it's like these people have great perspectives you know um summer games fest what you couldn't get in unless you were a journalist and it's like so many writers got their start from going to these events and it's like i just feel like being in this industry is getting harder and harder and it's hard to it's hard to like it it's hard for me at least uh to accept that like i don't accept ai whatsoever i think it's stupid like disney just use it to do um their opening for 
I know Secret Invasion. I don't know. If Secret Invasion, yeah, and it looked like dick. It looked like, like it so didn't look dick. good. It looked like dog shit. But they don't care, right? Like they didn't have to pay anybody, and nobody's gonna watch like, the intro anyway. Like, and that sucks. Like when you reference Summer Games Fest, is it is that back when Jeff Keighley was beefing in my? Yeah, DM? it is. I didn't want to say anything, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's that's what you got in trouble for. Brendan, did I? Did you ever hear about that? I I saw what was out on the internet streets. I don't know yeah, any when I when I got details. when I got angry DMs from Jeff Keighley. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Did you like his, your secretary? His I want to know this shit by nine p.m. I'm like, f- suck my dick from the back, dude. Like, <laughs> well, I don't fucking work for you. Like, I shut think up. it's it's interesting timing because AI, um, you know, both of the there were like the the strikes in Hollywood just recently ended and. AI was one of the cornerstones of that was AI protections. AI was um, the sticking point that kept the actor yeah. strike going as long as it and did. And good, you know what? Fucking good for them, but it's just we keep talking about it. The games industry needs to keep unionizing because this is how this is how they're going to be protected. It's, I think this is the only way forward. And even it's not going to be hundred percent. Like it still sucks. It's still going to be there, but um, you know, we gotta fight tooth and nail, and this is that is one of the best tools that's gonna be available to them uh and hopefully i mean i think there's been some good strides the good thing is like we you know because this is all centered around especially the topic was microsoft bringing this to games yeah microsoft has promised to respect unions um and i think i don't know what their track record is like you know a while ago but like i think recently they've been kind of like ah, oh, we're not they don't seem super pro like i guess as a company they're ever going to be like excited about unions but they i think they've overall been respectful and like especially the activision blizzard acquisition needed to because they needed people on their side so they could buy activision blizzard right like oh so hopefully that continues but i I guess that gives me a little bit of optimism um but yeah fucking we need yeah we need more industry unionization because those protections in there is is going to be how this uh i guess how the bleeding stops. Yeah, and that was my whole thing is like I don't want there to be a double standard between writers and artists. Like I feel mm-hmm. like everybody's job is valuable and I feel like you know, it would be like if Spencer said I'm going to start using AI to um fill in the gaps between like the big scenes in our book or this game, you know? Like it's just it's Could you scary. Use AI to, like fix bugs and shit. Like, not really. That's no, not really, really how it like, works. No. Oh, look. You can barely I, like, get people to fix bugs, man. Not the look, not as my, complex my as is, shit as these. They can days. deal with that garbage shit that nobody wants to do. Like here's, that's no, but, fine. But here's my thing, though. But here's my thing. If you start using it for any like smaller parts of any of any sort of creative task, then again, what's the point, right? The hard work is part of the is part of the process, right? How can you it's, pull yourself up by the bootstraps if no, you're no, no, fucking pulling the bootstraps up yourself? But, like but that's that's my thing. So it's like you know they're talking about how like in Sp- like during the Spider Verse like production they were like using it for like certain bits of animation and I'm like everyone's like oh this is a great way to use AI. I'm like I mean is it is it any better than um, any? I'm gonna pull up something from our Discord because I think it's mm-hmm. like super relevant uh, and I know we're going on a little bit here on the well, this topic. Is, this is this is the meaty topic though. So yeah. Very meaty. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, um, wrap it up soon uh, and do the fun topic. So yeah, fun. like I, I basically think just someone said like um, it was mostly about the movies industry, but it might apply to games too. Is like I think a long time ago, a lot of the people in charge um were creatives, right? And yeah. and genuinely cared about the creative process. Uh, you know, for all his faults, uh, like someone like Walt Disney, but like even like in the, in Hollywood, like um, a lot of them might have been actors at one point or directors or like you know writers. And now, um, and again, this is just, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember who posted in the Discord, but it's like, 
they're like um you know like funding executives or yeah, venture capitalists or, or whatever investors yeah, yeah. it's like, sales and marketing um, people top to bottom right like, and they're they're interested in the bottom line and i think that's one of the big differences in why we're seeing because like it's always been interesting to me like games and movies and television and, and stuff and even music to an extent it's like yes like they're all created by people who are just passionate about recreating art but like literally like like uh brendan said like xbox exists to make money a company exists to make money phil spencer's job regardless of the image he projects is to make microsoft as successful and as profitable as possible in the games division and he can work within that framework to try you know his best to do it ethically and um i don't know him as a person but like that's always going to be a battle with these creative businesses like the people down below are just making what they want to make but you're always going to have the fight up top where Everyone up there only sees the dollar signs, and I don't know what the answer is. It's just a fucking bummer. Corporations gonna corp? Fuck. Corp- yep. It's always capitalism, capitalism when we get down to it. It's crazy how that goes. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I've I we've talked enough about AI. This shit's pissing me off, Derek. <laughs> what fun topic? We What's got well, we got topic? we got two things to talk about, and I do think we have time for both because neither yeah. of them is like nearly as meaty. Um, we will. But start- you have people with a lot of opinions. Well, that's true. How about this? Let's save the the secrecy thing for another time, because CJ, that is a good idea, and I do want to bring that up. But it's also kind of too it's drunk. It's kind of evergreen. What the fuck are you talking about? What so, do? so we'll no, talk. I'm kidding. It's okay. Um, I got you, Derek. Bud. Was, Derek just pulled CJ. I'm real happy for you, and I'm gonna let you do your topic later. Yeah, but, but this topic I'm about to talk about is the best yeah, topic of all. But, it's too bad he's but, a Nazi now. It, it really is. Yep. Fuck that guy. Oh. Oh, uh, Kanye. Okay, never mind. I, we were saying me link for a minute. For I was like, Zelda. "Link what? for Legend of Zelda." Link, 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 link is a Nazi. I'm link. not. <laughs> like, but he's, um, I mean, he's got blonde hair, blue eyes. Speaking Wake of Link, sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Link, um, so let's let's. This will be a fun one to just kind of bullshit about for a bit. Uh, Nintendo out of nowhere announces the live action Legend of Zelda movie. Yeah, that was um, kind of random, wasn't it? Just middle of direct, a, middle of fucking what was it? It was, it was Wednesday, right? It's just like random Wednesday yep. afternoon, like second tweet in a thread from Miyamoto on the main account. Just by the way, I love how we open it. It was like this is Miyamoto. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, bitches? It's me, Big M. <laughs> Yeah. Kool Aid Man, just fucking. Just, yeah. just thought of, only a couple people will get this, but I just thought of like the Thancred. This is Thancred. Yeah. yeah. Is. Oh my God. But um, uh, it's there's some. We only know a few details, but there is already a creative team um picked out. So it's going to be from Sony Pictures, not another team up with Universal. Um, it'll be co-produced by Miyamoto and Aviarad of Spider Man Three fame. Um, and Venom. What a great movie. Sony. Just Sony is a general. good movie. Shut <laughs> up. And I love Raimi, but. Shut the fuck up. It's oh, not sorry, Raimi's man. fault, man. Um, if we're going to talk about Raimi, we got to talk about Doctor Strange. That was a I'm not, I'm not opening up that can of worms. It was a great piece movie. of shit. We sh- I should never have said anything. Um, yeah, you should have never said Sam Raimi. That, right? was, that was a mistake. Um. So uh, Wes Ball is attached to direct who directed uh, the Maze Runner movies. He's directing the upcoming Planet of the Apes movie. 
Um, the screenwriter. What are the shitty movies he's done? Because the, I know the Maze the, Runner movies. Maze Runner, like, I don't know. I like. I didn't why? know Maze Runner was they're shitty. But I thought good. there was more than that. Um, now, I and like we'll we'll put asterisks on all of this, right? Because like there may be reasons to still. Have oh, and hope. it's written by Derek Connolly, who wrote, um, I think, Jurassic World. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe well, that's what it is. I was like, there's more uh, shitty things attached to this. Yeah, it's than the writer. Cause, so, yeah, Derek Connolly did um, Love that. Jurassic World, Kong Skull Island, which isn't bad. Um, I mean, uh, I like Jurassic World. Yeah, Detective Pikachu. No, you don't. Detective um, Pikachu was good. I like that. Detective Pikachu oh, I hated solid. that movie. Um, but then, like, The Rise of Skywalker. Um like it's a pretty it's a pretty messy filmography so far, y'all. You know what? I like all these movies. The Rise Jeff, of Skywalker. I'm, look, Jeff, I'm, not, okay. I'm not here to judge. No, 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 no. I am Jeff. Oh, listen, oh. we can't talk all about this AI generated shit. And you like the most fucking AI generated movie the last like fucking ten years. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Jeff you guys? love what he loves. No fucking no Jeff. No Jeff. Jeff, get on your plane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, I, hate, I hate the rise of skywalker yeah it's uh, look I, i've Injustice got justice for the last jedi people people who uh yeah, yeah, people fighting about star wars on the internet has made me incapable of fighting about star wars in any media i don't I give don't, a shit about i can't star wars i can't fight anymore i don't have mm-hmm. that in me um but anyway so it's like it's it's a it's a collection of names and and studios that uh like what have, serious director will do this fucking thing? Think about it. I don't know, but like, so no, no. here's my opinion, right? Like, I think they put this off to see how well Mario would do, and Mario did good, oh, yeah. and it, no, it was a mid movie. It wasn't a bad movie. It was just mid, and they're like, all right, we could put some shit out, and people will go see it regardless. Like, I think that's where Nintendo's at now. Oh, like Nintendo like, during the Wii yeah. U era. Right, <laughs> like, let's just fucking go. My biggest like, hopes. All in. My biggest hopes of, as like, obviously, look, you hear Sony, Avia Rad, Maze Runner director, um, Jurassic World screenwriter, and you're like, oh, God. Um, I will say that there's, like, asterisks on all of this, right? Which is, A, Avia Rad is very likely very possibly going to be putting basically just a, a, a funding daddy, right? Like mm-hmm. with Miyamoto involved, I can't imagine Miyamoto seeding creative ground to Avia rad. Um, and Avia rad loves to just slap his name on shit these days and not make a lot of decisions. Like he produced uh spider verse, and he didn't have names don't mean that, that much. Do you remember like ten or fifteen years ago when JJ Abrams' name was just on everything because right. he like had coffee with well, the director? Now, Steven Spielberg produced is... a billion movies that he didn't have anything to do with besides giving <laughs> him some money. And now now movies are terrible. You know, yeah. <laughs> West Ball West Ball has only directed these Maze Runner movies, but like something about him made him good enough to be attached to this next Planet of the Apes movie, because that's a pretty consistently good franchise. So like now is this a guy who got a raw more, deal? stuck adapting like shitty YA fiction, you know, and now he's getting his actual chance. Maybe. Um, no, the apes thing has to be because so, Matt Reeves is busy. That has to be, there's no other reason. There is no other reason. Yeah, but that you can find be. other directors. Like if West Ball okay, sucks, then you, you guys are, you guys under, you guys aren't understanding again. I think it's just one of those things where 
who else is going to do a fucking video game movie? I do think what a certain amount of it director, is availability. I agree with what you. What respectable okay. director is going what? to like look at Legend of Zelda? I think Zelda Scorsese like, yes. could do a look, great here's, Kirby. Here's I want part. the fucking four and a half hour Scorsese Zelda movie. Out. <laughs> here's, here's, here's the important <laughs> part. Robert De Niro is getting <laughs> The only thing that matters. The only yeah, but you're going to get Robert matters. De Niro in blackface. The only oh. thing that matters. The only thing that matters is that they cast Idris Elba as Ganondorf. That'd be I mean, dope. oh, I mean, that's I hope it's good. Pick. That's a, that's the thing that would matter, I think, right? Like a good movie. I, me personally, I like watching things that are good, regardless yeah. of casting John. <laughs> so maybe let's like let's like our priorities a little bit straight there. You know what I'm saying? Cast, fuck you, first of all. <laughs> cast Idris Elba as Ganondorf. Cast Hunter Schaefer as Zelda, and I don't know who the fuck you cast as Link. Cast Louis C.K. as Tingle. Cast Louis C.K. as Tingle. Cast um, um, look, this is gonna be his like retribution rehabilitation project. It's he's gonna be the best tingle in the yeah, entire Woody world. Allen directing, right? No, yeah, no, you're on to something. Be, no, CJ. no, it's it's gotta be um, it's gotta be uh, what for, for no tingle. answer would be better than mine, John. Oh, Hunter Shaker, 100. I was just looking for her to yeah, Hunter like, Shaker's got Zelda. For those who like don't know what we're talking about, this is fucking Zelda. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, look at this fucking beauty. Yeah. Oh, she's already never... Zelda. That's crazy. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. She's got, yeah, that's the perfect Zelda. Um, I think for, um, for Tingle, you got Dexter's Oswald. sister and Dexter. Tingle's going to be fucking Chris Pratt. Are you kidding me? Tingle's going to be Chris Pratt. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get Danny DeVito as Tingle. I think... Oh my God, dude. Oh my God. That would be amazing. perfect. That'd be fucking amazing. Who plays oh Impa? God. And what kind of Impa do we get? Do we get old Impa or do we get like young badass warrior Impa? You get you get Gilf Impa is what you get. It's cute <laughs> that you Impa. think everyone's going to be in this movie and then it's going to yeah. end up being like... Yeah, it's not everyone's in the Mario movie. Think about oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it's going to be a star-studded going, cast. Yeah. It's going to so be an origin like, story where like at the last bit of the movie is when Link finally puts on the green tunic. No, and dude, we can't. We oh can't God, surf Dracula this hours. shit. You like, know what I mean? Impa, it's got to be for two hours. For Impa, it's got to be Helen Mirren. I'm a simp right? for Anya Taylor Joy, and I think she'd be fine as Zelda. Native arch teaming queen. That would be the Anya most fucking woman Latina, ever let's, if let's, she got let's... to play Princess Peach and Zelda. Hello, like, POC, fellow POC, POC queen. Jesse and Chad has a really good suggestion for Impo. What about Laura Dern? I'm on board. Yeah. Okay, you guys, these are actors. They're not going to do the fucking Zelda movie. They don't know what the fuck Zelda is. Of course they will. He's working with fucking David Give these people a paycheck. If you give these people a paycheck, they'll show up. Simp. Let's hear it. It's real. I don't don't give a shit about this. I'm not. I don't. Okay, here's the thing. One, I don't like Zelda at all. I don't don't fucking like the game. Then why are you even? That's my thing. This is the best part, y'all. Oh my god! Uh, I'm not gonna. First of all, I'm, I didn't watch the Mario movie because, again, I am twenty something years old. I watched Sonic for different reasons because I. I was <laughs> you watch Sonic because you're autistic, like I am. And this is what all makes sense. Sonic right. for adults. Look, what if I love Final Fantasy? The spirits with it, okay? It's artistic. That's different. No, it, okay. Well, John, you can like it. It's not artistic. Uh, at all. makes a good point in the chat. Yeah. I hate that fucking movie. What's that? Jesse Vitelli is making some good points in the chat. Again, yeah. Laura, 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 have Laura Dern play everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
We could do a being I mean, John Malkovich. Fucking sure, right? man. Elliot Gould will play. Um, will will play fucking the Zelda's yeah. dad. Sure, why not? Let's just throw like actual people in this fucking movie. They'll get the corpse of George Seagal somewhere in there. Um, Pacino's gonna be fucking. I don't. What are the odds? Do you think that some of the cast of the Mario movie are not respectable actors? Because like I, I think that. Ooh, in that, but okay, but I'm talking. Okay, but like. Seth Laura Green, Dern, I mean, Laura yeah. Dern, Laura Green? Dern, who's worked no, with Lynch, Seth who's worked Rogan. with, do you know what I'm saying? Wrote, like, she was the, in Star Wars. Yeah, that's different. That's if she showed up for a Star Wars <laughs> paycheck, she'll show up for a Nintendo yeah, paycheck. I, like, I, I think still, you're underestimating, like, yeah. CJ, she, she did Jurassic World Dominion, man. Uh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> way different. I mean, dude, that is like, they got, Jesse, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, you mean Brendan? You're, 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 you're reading Jesse's uh, post in the chat. Yeah, Brandon, go ahead. Uh, wow, first I'll throw out Elliot Page for Link. That's my that's my throw in there. I can fuck Link. with that. Ooh, I can that's fuck a good that. one. That's that. really good. It's gonna be Chalamet. It's gonna be Chalamet. I was gonna say, dude, what are the odds that Timmy Sh- Timothy fucking Chalamet gets cast? Timmy C is gonna Timmy, come in and Timmy, he's Timmy, gonna Timmy like Chalamet that. is Tingle. Look, Timmy C. Oh my <laughs> God, sickly Tingle. Let's go. Yeah, as as uh, as Anori in the chat pointed out, fucking Dennis Hopper and Bob Hoskins were in the first Mario movie. Like, yes, sometimes I, you just pay people money. And they that's show what up. I was gonna say. Like, they got fucking Bob Hoskins to play Mario. Like, they can get people to play. <laughs> Bob. And <laughs> Bob Hoskins didn't wasn't aware he, of what the fuck Mario he was. was he nearly died of liver right. failure. I understand though. You have to understand that. Like, it's one thing for an animated movie. This is a live action film, and I think that like. There are definitely enough, you know, in your words, real actors that would say, yeah, I absolutely want to be in a fucking Zelda movie. I, also, I feel like Zelda has a like a, a more prestige the attached pedigree. to the name in the, the cultural consciousness. Like Mario is huge, but Mario is Mickey Mouse, right? Yes. Zelda, like if you don't know oh, shit about video games, you know, Zelda and you know, Zelda is this thing that is supposed to be important in a very different way than the, the way Mario is important. So like, oh, yeah. I do Zelda think Williams Zelda can draw some talent for sure. Somebody in chat. I, I have a, I have a question. There. What like Zelda universe do you think it's going to take place in? I think it'll be oh, original. The original. Yeah. I think, original. It, I think it'll be something new. I don't, I think it's going to be, well no, well, no, is it? No, well, I think we're. So Brit you're telling like, me there's going to be no fucking Naburu? So hold what on a, a fucking waste. What a waste. Like, like, is this going to be like the Hero of Time? Is this going to be like fucking Skyward Sword era Zelda? Like, like what are we talking about here? No, it's going to be the easiest. What, what's it's going to be like a understand? new thing. It's not going to be. Little green dude. I, you're not going to get Ocarina that's what I'm of saying. Time. Like, like, where do you think they're going to pull characters from? Because oh, I would Ocarina. say. Yeah, I was going to say Arguably. I think they'll like, pull I a lot of. I think Ocarina is the most. They'll pull from that heavily, I think. Like Ganondorf yeah. will be it because it's like you can't you can't put Ganon in a movie. You can't explain he better Ganon have that Vegeta Widow's Peak, though. He yeah, better. I think, I think <gasps> you guys... characters from like kind of every thing but yeah. i think the movie's tone will probably like closely the mario movie what did it Ocarina pull from just, as far as like mainline mario games yeah. like what did it pull from that's what i'm wondering what did the mario it movie would pull be, from it would be really cool if they stuck to their zelda timeline and did movies like kind of like mishmash of like those things together in that timeline mm. like the convoluted timeline that zelda has yeah. that's not as convoluted what, as Kingdom what i will Mars. say is you guys know Brit, you guys you know that the, this this movie is going to have heavy Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom influence. I'm sure it will. Okay. I mean, somebody pointed out that those two games have sold like almost as much as every other Zelda game combined. Like it, it I mean, it's you cannot avoid 
the uh, the Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom. What I want to know era. is where's my fucking Metroid movie starring Brie Larson and Samus Aran? Like, yeah, give me that. What the fuck is that? I'll take that. Give me, I will give say, me Bob Odenkirk as Link. Since all of y'all have already no, cast... No, Bob Odenkirk is Navi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Since all of y'all have cast uh, Impa like 17 times, <laughs> yes. give me give me Hura. Man of, of substance, yes. As... And now I just forgot her name. Son of a bitch. Uh, What's your yeah, from? No, no. Uh, Brendan, I got one for you. I got one for you. I got one no, for no, you. No, no, no. Let him finish. Let him cook. Hold on. Oh, my goodness. He had the just bravery to bring Pura up. So. It's, explain it's her. It's my girl. Uh, oh, my God. Parks Midna? and Rec. No. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Plaza yes. oh, 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 my God. Yes. Love Aubrey Plaza. You can't do that to the internet. I was going to play an hour of Tears of the Kingdom, and I fully endorse anything dealing with this woman 100%. I mean, Brendan, I think that's a great choice. I was going to say Kat Dennings, but I think Aubrey Plaza is a great choice. Wow, John, want to take jobs with minorities? I could see Kat Dennings, too. I mean, whatever. We got a whole village to fill up with Chica. There we go. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. Who's playing Epona? Oh, man. Epona is going to be, let's see, what respected actor will get green screen to the fucking horse? (laughs) Gotta be Andy Uh, Serkis, right? Jim Carrey will come back for it. (laughs) Jim Curry was in a Zelda movie, technically. He was a legend. Whoever's playing Link is just going to be riding around. He's already been in the Rhino. We're all forgetting Epona's a girl, y'all. So the real question is, who's going to play Malin, and then who's going to be Epona? Oh, Rar, good question. Who's going to be Beetle? Of Richard Kind as Beetle. Let's fucking go. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Bruce. Oh, my God. He's the best character in the whole fucking franchise. No, no. Bruce like, has got to be Brandon Bruce, right? We got to talk about Bruce. So Bruce, good. Bruce, 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 Bruce is not doing any movies. He's on TV now. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Bruce is in movies. Bring Brandon Routh back to be Bruce, um, but also don't cover up his bulge with CGI this time. Let Bruce fucking hang dong. <laughs> And we, there's a character I was going to bring up. There's a character wasn't I was there bring stuff up. problematic with him that came out recently? I don't think Carla so. Carla Johansson is Ganondorf. Nope. <laughs> We're not doing that. Look, look, Idris Elba is the choice for Ganondorf, dude. I don't care. Like, I, my, my biggest worry is that they're going to cast, like, the Rock as Ganondorf, and it's going to fucking yeah, kill me. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't. So and then bad. Ganondorf's no. going to turn to the camera and be like, uh, that, well, I, Channing Tatum. I, I want the I want the tone of this to be completely wrong. I want them to like think, man, the Mario movie did great. Like, let's the, we're gonna copy that exact John same Cena? style. Fucking, oh god, god he's like, got if so you many smell what Ganondorf is cooking. Like, Jason Momoa is Ganondorf. Like, like, doesn't talk, and then at the end he's be like, ah, oh, finally I can get a word. <laughs> you know Jason, Jason, no Jason Momoa is Hollywood solution to let's put a white passing fucking celebrity in here that's indigenous uh, yeah. and call it good. <laughs> that's yeah. our fucking. I actually would not hate Jason Momoa as Ganondorf, although I think I would, my choice is still um, my choice is still fucking. Um, I look. I mean, here's the thing, right? Is like this is so fun to just like, and that's why the internet has lost its mind over the last day and some change because this is so funny to talk about. I think my greatest fear, everyone's greatest fear, is that this turns out to be mid, right? It's like, gonna be mid because if this is if this is dog shit, it is still. Funny. gonna make money that's what i was saying earlier oh, it doesn't now. matter they could fucking do what's, link just running circles and everybody would fucking love it what's the yeah that's basically what breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom is but like but exactly. what's, the, what's the best what's the best like video game movie like what's genuinely the absolute best video game movie out now okay 
that's different. No, shut the no, fuck up. The no, no, that's what the best. Not, it's not based on the game. It's not based on the game. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Most you know, good uh, game adaptations have been series, right? I mean, like Castle, the, no, yeah. but it's about movies. Uh, that's about that's like, series, right? Why, movie. Are you so beholden to this fact, though? Like that video game movies are not good because no, no, no. It's not a good. It's not a, a thing that's good or bad. But I'm saying it's like point. Comic book movies were not. You know, they were yeah. not good. You know but what I mean? Like, like, and I'm with Jesse. Like Detective Pikachu was solid. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Solid. You got what I'm saying? Sure. I love. I love. Just never going to be a good video game movie. The problem with video games. Is that most of them already rip off movies, right? Like they're they they're they're like what Zelda ha- is like a lot closer to something like that. That's the thing. But it's like they couldn't do an Assassin's Creed movie. It's basically the Matrix, but worse. They, they couldn't do that's maybe they, they, they did do an Assassin's Creed movie. Well, well they like they did first, they did an Uncharted first, movie, which was like based on like Indiana Jones and like Pulp my, Adventure. Like my second day with Christine was to go see the Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> like that set the president Oof. free. How are we all still together? Um, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I am always on team, like, let them try to cook and let's see what they come up with. Right. Because the worst thing that can happen is it's bad. Like, and then it's just a bad movie and we move on, you know, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, like, I I think I'm with Brendan. I'm I'm, I'm with Brendan on this one. Like, like I, you know, I, I think Legend of Zelda has a chance to be, you know, it's going to be high fantasy. People love high fantasy. You know, nobody wants to make high fantasy shit anymore, though. It's like. My it's problem, all gritty, low fantasy. But my but problem this, is it's Nintendo, and I think I don't think it's the movie will be unsuccessful or bad um, because you know of the actors or what writers, whatever. I think it's just Nintendo being greedy. Like I'm that's, not gonna write that's it off what yet. I'm. You know, like I'm. 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 I'm, I'm not I'm writing not, it off. Absolutely not. No. But my worry is that Nintendo is going to be fucking greedy and just want to push something out that's half-assed. You know. We are all going to kill each other over this movie <laughs> before you know, it's even out. I was so. I, not, figured, I mean, I don't have any strong feelings either way. <laughs> like we all kind of figured this was coming. I was not expecting it to be live action. I'll be honest with you. Like yeah. I was expecting this to be animated. I guess yeah. it's the only way they could sell. You know what I'm saying? They could sell like, all right, we're gonna do like a big fantasy thing, right? Like it's the only way. It may be cool if they're. You know what I'm saying? I I think it, Mario's easier to do animated because you can't. Italians don't exist. You can't get them <laughs> in real life, so you have to animate them somehow. No I'm kidding. But it's like that that can only work in animate, right? That can only work in yeah. in animation, right? Like that that truly. You you, you know what I'm saying? Chris yeah. Pratt can only be Mario in an animated film it's a lot easier to kind of like get like some like you know young looking like you know what i'm saying some twink to play fucking link in like a in, in, in live action um you know what i'm saying so i i i think it's the only way they can sell this movie who's gonna go show up for a non-ghibli animated fantasy movie you know what i'm saying it's a lot harder of a sell yeah I was like, it's I would, but like, I, I don't think, I still think you're very incorrect here. Yeah. Like, but the like, easy way out would have been for them to just have Illumination make a Zelda yeah. movie. Like, that, that's, that's what we were always so sure was sure. going to happen. But that's also still going to do gangbusters. Like, it's yeah. again, it's Nintendo and it is Zelda, and Illumination is not like some random, right, right, right. Studio, you know what I mean? Like, I have hope for this. I don't think this is going to be something amazing. I would love if it was. I love Zelda. But the difference here is that you're going from Mario movie, which is Mickey Mouse, slam dunk, animated, bare minimum, kids go see it, families go see it, adults who played Nintendo when they were a kid, don't play games now, are going to go see it with their kids or see it or whatever. Slam dunk, it's going to make money. Mm -hmm. This is live action. It will probably have at least 
a few big name actors attached to it because maybe they do get some you know younger actors no name actors to play link or zelda or somebody which i don't think would be a bad idea either um but you have this director who if i'm this guy and i want to attach my name to not only nintendo project legend of zelda live action film i'm looking at this like yeah this can just be a big paycheck this movie will probably do well whatever but i'm looking at this and i'm saying i can make the next fucking lord of the rings like i could make a series of movies you know what i mean like this could be that thing so i would be putting i don't know this act director but i would be putting fucking everything into that because you could be that thing like this could be you know another lord of the rings or or something on that scale well and the money i don't know if we addressed it but rar dropped the tweet in chat um from Wes, from January of 2010, where uh, he said, like, I, I would never even have the hope to direct it, but the next mm. big movie should be The Legend of Zelda. Like, oh, yeah. So it's, you know, it, like, it, it, it seems like there's some passion there beyond just the paycheck, too, which is, yeah. uh, well, you know, um, hopeful. hopeful. Yeah. yeah. Anna Rand addressed it in chat, too, right? Like, there's, there, it goes both ways with video game movies. Like, you can be too respectful of the source material, or you can also be too disrespectful and, um, not understand why people fell in love with it in the first place. And I think the best ones kind of land in the middle where they they recognize the core parts about the spirit of the game um, that work, but understand that film is a different medium and like things need to change and you don't just need to remake it one to one. So and I think I think like that comes from just from caring about the property a little bit too helps with that. So I, I, I think one thing we can all agree on is that the music is going to be fucking incredible. Hell fucking yeah. Oh yeah, the sound like like if nothing else, the OST is going to be. Yeah, that that was solid. Who are they going to compose this? That's what I'm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that'll that'll be important. But I, I imagine like Tyler Bates doing the the. the I imagine that'll soundtrack. be a high priority to get the music right, right. Right. And like this isn't Illumination anymore, right? We don't have to worry about them taking out incredible rearranged pieces and replacing them with Take on Me. So. Like I feel, I, I would I, love you know, actually that because if you they think nice about Sony thing. as a as a film publisher right as a publishing house sony's big problem is actually kind of the lack of guidance that comes out of sony like they they don't know consistently sony seems to not know what the fuck it's doing and its best hits happen like because good creatives got hold of something equalizer baby that like (laughs) sony did not step in to fuck up and Miyamoto, I just truly cannot see Miyamoto allowing Sony to make the kind of demands that they used to make of filmmakers that that made films for them. Um, I cannot see him ceding ground to somebody like Avi Arad if there's like a truly bonkers creative choice that Miyamoto's like, no, fuck this. Um, I'm not saying Miyamoto's like a a perfect creator who can't make mistakes, but... um, but I mean, it, if no, he wants Derek, to be heavily involved, then that that's a good sign. And he's probably mm-hmm. going to be a bulwark against a lot of the worst things we've come to expect from Sony Pictures. So. Well, and like Rar made a good point in chat, like Miyamoto is not going to greenlight dog shit, you know, like no. like this is Zelda, right? What what all I'll say is I like I hope the movie ends with um what I've done by Nickelback. <laughs> John, what? Shut the fuck up! Wrap up the show. That's it. That's, That's what it. we're, we're gonna done close for on. tonight. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, Brenda, dude, thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. This was a real was treat a to have you on. Yeah. 
It was um, a good, fun, lively, energetic it was, show. It was, really, it was a good, like, serious and then a good silly. Yeah. You had a nice bouncy chat. I like it. Uh, Brendan, where can people find you on the bullshit website? Uh, you can definitely not find me talking or playing Kingdom Hearts. Uh, sorry, Cam. Uh, <laughs> you can find me. Uh, he, just, he just dropped what he was doing again, and his pupils dilated. Uh, he's gonna send me. He's gonna text me in a second. I'm sure. Um, you can find me at Begroom. B e g r o o m. Uh, I'm that on everything. Um, so you know that's the easiest way to find me. See what I'm doing. You can look for past the controller on everything. Just Google it. You'll find it. Uh, website good podcast podcast. Uh, I do a lot of drink pairings now. That's like my new kind of thing this year. I'm, I make cocktails to pair with games. Uh, working on some stuff behind the scenes with that's that really too. That's really cool. So, yeah. So, so I, as, as somebody who was a bartender for four years, Brendan, we need to collab. I'm down. I bar I before my current day job and. I worked in restaurants for like 12 years. Uh, yeah. I bartended for a long time. So don't, I don't miss that life, but I do miss making good drinks. <laughs> so I, that, that's the worst work-life balance in the world. It's the most valuable experience. I think a human can have, or one of the most value, just like learning to deal with people in that way. Anyways, this is a different conversation for a different show. Uh, I don't know. You can find me on those ways or don't, I don't care either way. Um, it was a, bl- a pleasure to be here. I'm very happy. Yeah. Finally yeah, it was, it was fucking amazing to have you on. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Come awesome. back soon. It was amazing to have me on too, Brett. I know. Shut mm-hmm. the fuck uh, up, John. We, uh, of course, we are recording a nice little interview with Dave Jones, the voice actor for Hulson from Belgian Gate 3, this Saturday, which we will have posted. Uh, That'll be video part of our next week's live show, I believe. Okay. Yeah. We'll so, just do yeah. that like oh, we yeah. did with, unless it's like a super busy news week, we'll just do it like we did with um, Samantha Bayart. And yeah, I and like that. That's a really good idea. You know, you just right. cursed it, Derek, and something insane is going to happen next yeah, week. Yeah, Switch 2 gets announced next week. The Switch um, 2 drops next week. Yeah, it's <laughs> shadow drops. Uh, but no, hey, uh, we're looking forward to that. So either way, it'll be a fun podcast next week. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. If you're in chat, you're not in our Discord community, uh, there's a link right there in chat. And you can also help us out via Patreon uh, because we are getting back on the convention circuit with PAX East next year. Um, so uh, we are like really excited about capital that. capital C content. Creating all kinds of content. Br- Derek's going to bring whiskey to discreetly pour for everyone at the Weston Bar. Like it's going to be. That's, that, you know what? That's how we get people to interview with us. Uh, they don't actually want to talk to us. Derek just offers them alcohol. Yeah. Derek just offers them drinks. All right, everyone. Uh, if nobody's got anything else, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it and your support and you in general. Guys, kindness costs nothing. We'll see you next week.